Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. (laughs) Set condition one throughout the podcast. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Set Condition One, a night shift radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. <laughs> I'm gonna need a second. I... <laughs> Shit, I had a, a quote and I forgot what it was. No, it was... Got I'm... you good, you fuckers. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I really almost said it was something Ty said. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike deserves better than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the quote. And the president of the podcast, the 12 colonies, and our hearts, Andrea. And I know that mine is working because it is. <laughs> that was, that was, well, that'll wake you up at 8 o'clock on a Thursday, huh? <laughs> How's everybody uh, doing? Has, I enjoyed that. <laughs> how long has it been since you've recorded a podcast? I, this is my first time. I oh, because you need to talk into the microphone. <laughs> oh, it's right damn! I'm a little further back. You were like seven feet away. You're <laughs> oh, like, oh, well, that's because I pushed myself away from the mic when I got frightened. Oh, I so see. I had to return. I'm back. I'm calm. Return. I'm cool. Welcome I'm back. Welcome back. You know it. It hasn't been that long, but we're we're not on our regular night, so it feels like it's been forever. Like it's literally a day difference. Like yeah. we normally record on Wednesdays. It's a Thursday night. But it feels like forever since we've done this. That's true. It really, yeah. You know how there's been a couple episodes lately where you've just been like, I didn't like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was not a bad episode, but this is one that I always forget until mm-hmm. I see like the description or until I watch it. And I have very mixed feelings about it. It's a, uh, it's an episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is an episode with Battlestar Galactica characters in it. Certainly. It definitely nope. I did not say it's an episode of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> it's How do I want to There's say no this? battles, there's no stars. Well, there's there's Edward James almost, he's a star. That's right. Well, I mean, obviously. This is a very uh very helo heavy episode. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like we we've talked about this recently. Like the these more recent episodes, like have been featuring him uh, more and more. Mm-hmm. And Helosode, 
Helocentric. Helocentric. Beat me. <laughs> and Kitsy has quit again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've quit the podcast, That's hasn't true. it? True. I think you quit last week. But. That sounds right. So. Andrea, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you on a, a time travel journey for just a moment, and uh, our listeners as well. If you remember way, way, way back, within our first couple episodes, we talked about the concept of the twelve colonies, uh, and how amongst them, uh, not all the colonies are equal, and not all the, mm-hmm. the peoples um, of the colonies are perceived as you know, like co-equal citizens. You recall that, uh, and. We've seen little bits of that here and there uh, throughout the series so far, but this is the first time where that concept really shows its ugly face. Uh, So I guess a a quick warning for our our listeners. Mm -hmm. This episode deals with uh, some pretty serious themes of racism and classism uh, and also a good old-fashioned serial killer. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. I knew it. I knew it. So. How quickly did I call it? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> the the moment he was on screen, what did mm-hmm. you say? I said, you can't have Bruce Davison. That's his last name, right? Yeah. I said that guy because I didn't know his name. I couldn't, but you can't but have him But he's that all. guy. He's always a bad guy. He's always yeah. a bad guy. I can't think of anything he's you always mean, not. You mean Dr. Jerry Springer? Ex- exactly. And also, <laughs> right, the worst. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I said that when we were watching it, Ellen's like, wait, that isn't really him, is it? I was like, no. <laughs> now, Caleb. But it looks like him. Be careful. Because last time you compared someone to someone else, you got yourself in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> totally different show. It's fine. Oh, okay. Um, I stand by that comparison, though. You don't know what we're talking about? No. Fucking spitting God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, we uh, we we... We deleted it from the record, so there's no proof this ever happened. Um, but I oh, maintain. Oh, there is. I stand by my remarks that Chris Gethard is a dead ringer for a younger, mind you, not current, younger Lance Hendrickson. And that's I, not that's not an insult. It's Lance not. Hendrickson's a gym. I I explained it to him the in great detail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he pulled a, a, that was the first thing he said when I got on the call on the other on his podcast. He was like. Could you sense? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but we could, we could sense it. Oh, God. It almost killed the energy for the whole show. The whole show almost just stopped. But it was fine. It's truly his he his fault. No. Fault isn't the right word. It's nobody's fault. But it just so happens that... that it was Caleb's fault. It was no, definitely my fault. No, it was nobody's fault because it just so happens that, like, the one thing he's sensitive about is his hairline. And then the actor, that, and of course you weren't saying he looks like you because he's like, no, but but of but course that whole face, yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> the that, hairline's like the least important mm-hmm. part of that comparison, right? But I, but like it's that's the first thing he saw, which I again explained. I, I cleared your name as best I could, so he was like, "Well, I'm glad I'm glad we're laughing about it. That's like, fine." <laughs> anyway, uh, this is Lefter of the Dial, our Left of the Dial recap podcast. Even farther left of the dial. <laughs> <laughs> We've come right back around. We're actually on the right side. Yeah, of the, the dial. Yeah, the dog goes so far to, to the left. It's it's right right of the dial. Well, I mean, we we took a moment. We stopped underneath the dial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but all that said, previously on Battlestar Galactica. Wait, so, wait. Can I can I get a read of that in the Homestar voice? <laughs> previously on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It makes You're me welcome. very happy. It's always good. <laughs> so, 
as we mentioned, this is a very Hilo-centric episode. Uh, and Hilo has gotten a demotion? Hmm. I mean, he He's is the, the mayor of Dogtown. Mm-hmm. He has literally gotten a demotion. I mean, he was the, the XO, which would have meant that he was probably bumped up to at least colonel. Uh, he's down to captain again, so he's at least... At least the step or two. I mean, I don't remember if he was major or colonel when he was the XO, uh, but you know, captain is at least a step below major, uh, and so he is. Uh, he's been bumped back down, uh, but also has received not the not the most pleasant of assignments. Poor Hilo, mayor of Dogtown, which I have to say does sound like Andrea's dream job. That all I've ever wanted is to be. I think it's the... Dogsville because Dogtown oh. is. Um, You're right. It is Dogsville. Dogs Dogtown is a nickname for a uh, collection of neighborhoods uh, in the uh, in, in St. Louis. Oh, fun fact! Are they are, how many dogs? How many dogs are there? Not enough. Mm. That's always the correct answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we, uh, we we touched on this briefly. I, I believe it was just last week where we were trying to figure out like where are they putting all of these. Uh, the refugees, all of these people that they've collected from the, the various ships now that there are uh, at least five fewer ships than when they started. <laughs> Actually, at least six, because I keep forgetting about the, uh, the, the poor, uh, uh, oh, what was the, what was the mm-hmm. cloud nine? I forget. I keep forgetting about yeah. cloud nine. But there's, a, there's at least six fewer ships than when the fleet started out on their journey uh, due to the, uh, the treacherous journey through the star cluster. And so uh, they're they're they need to find room for people, and you know we're like, why are they putting them on the hangar deck, and why is there a bar on the hangar deck? <laughs> well, it turns out, uh, you know, we we I not we I had forgotten about the uh, the one uh, was it the port side hangar deck that had been turned into the museum. Which, yeah, it's one of them. In hindsight, now that's where the raptor came, or raptor, the viper. That's where the viper came from. That's hanging above the bar oh. because the like several of those uh, older model vipers were on display, including the like the Mark One viper. Uh, I from forgot that the ship was a museum. Like, it was a museum. The, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, all of my questions are being answered. All of my questions from having seen the show like nine times <laughs> are being It's finally answered. clicking. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so in the, uh, the hangar bay that was decommissioned, that was a, a museum, uh, not only have they found an old uh, Viper that they could hang above the bar, uh, but they found a place to put humans. Lots of them, so too many. many of them, mm-hmm. and more all the time. I don't know where they're all coming from because more keep arriving. That's, That's what's confusing me about a good this episode. Because I mean, there's only forty one thousand altogether, mm-hmm. and and if you divide that by eleven, uh, it's. I mean, there's no way to know exactly how much that would be, but it's you know. <laughs> there's no way to know. It's, it's not a, possible. It's a finite number, though, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a number. Mm-hmm. So, the you know, putting aside the fact that we have no idea where the hell these people are coming from, because they're not finding new people, uh, that would be interesting. That would be. I can't wait for that episode. These fuckers just, come from. They just keep finding new people. Holy shit, people! <laughs> they stop at a planet to to pick up some algae, and they're like, "Oh my oh. god, people!" Um, uh, to be fair, to be to fair. Be fair. 
they did find new people when they found Pegasus. Mm-hmm. That's true. Pegasus found them, but yeah. Whatever happened to Pegasus? Oh, oh Leodama happened to Pegasus. That's right. Oh, yeah. Which that episode ruled. I think I have to go back and watch it. I think it might now finally be safe to show you the the video that I was telling you about, Andrea, about Ooh, all the different yeah, yeah. classes of, uh, of Battlestar. Because the Excuse spoiler me. in that, if I recall, was simply the... Uh, the various ways that Lee could have not lost the Pegasus. <laughs> and we, we talked at length that. about that in that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so people, they're, they're coming from around the fleet. They're, they're, they're coming to America. I mean, sorry, they're coming to Galactica. <laughs> they're coming uh, to, to Galactica. Galactica. <laughs> I love this episode already. <laughs> and they got to find a place for him. And Hilo is in charge of that. So it's... On the surface, it's a very important job, and you know he's just the man to do it. Uh, but he's a when caretaker. You, when you dig into it, it really is. It's it's a shit job, and most likely they've given it to him because he's been uh, insubordinate, and you know he's been doing things like helping his Cylon wife uh, <laughs> download into the base star to go get his daughter back, and you know he he pissed a few people off along the way. Also, let's, let's also, let's not forget. He married a Cylon. What? Yeah. Sharon is a Cylon. Sharon's a Cylon? Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. We weren't going to tell Caleb yet. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Jeez. I don't well, know who any of the Cylons are yet. <laughs> what if I well, made that, it this far and it does, didn't know? Does anyone really know who the Cylons are? Me. All 12. You, you don't. List all 12 right now. Go. Well, and maybe a 13th. Is my list all twelve? Go and she she says maybe, which means she doesn't know. Yeah, I know twelve and maybe thirteen. Go list them all. List them all. Go. I'll bet I can't name the ones that we have confirmed. Go (laughs) Go. list them now. Stop. Stop. Uh, Sharon. Yep. Um, uh, Sharon. Uh, (laughs) That's only one. Um, Leoben. Yep. The one whose name is not Leo. uh, uh, Doral. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doctor. Doctor Simon. Simon okay. says, "All right." The priest, whose name is, oh, God damn it, uh, Cavill. Okay, that's five. Oh my god, we have three more. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Zena. Yep. <laughs> your favorite one. Okay, six. All right, which was number seven in your countdown there. And Anders. Nope. The pyramid player. The, the Cylon. <laughs> Who's I can't can you can that's only seven, which uh Who am I would be the, the known models because there are twelve. Oh right and, and five. five are unknown. I was thinking there were eight. I was thinking eight plus five is twelve. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm pretty bad at math and even I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm worse. You're probably white. <laughs> You're probably white. <laughs> I doubt it. I drove. <laughs> So you you said you know all twelve. Oh yeah, and possibly uh, thirteen. Anders. Okay. The coddle is in my heart right now. Coddle. Okay. Coddle. Right. Interesting. That's the that's a new one. I don't think you've said that one before. I, I've said it you in the haven't. way that I've said everybody because I think I said it in the episode when Zena goes to visit him and there's something about blood. She's like, oh, we're all red on the inside or something. Um, but nobody's but, safe. But I feel no. like it, it could be coddle. Um, 
Who's the one I... Oh, Baltar. Okay. One of one of us three. One of we three. But I don't know who yet, so I, maybe I lied. And, uh, and Anders. Did I count Anders? You did. Three uh, times now. <laughs> At least three. <yes. laughs> um, and somebody else. I'm keeping that one a secret. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you nailed it. Podcast over. Yeah. <laughs> what if I did? What if y'all Series were just rap. slowly watching me just pick them right off? We wouldn't tell you. That's, That's the best part about this mm-hmm. is that we wouldn't tell you. You could have guessed them weeks ago, or you could guess them tonight, or you could guess them in three episodes from now, and we wouldn't tell you a goddamn thing. God damn it. When do I get another reveal? So, so there uh, we were on the hangar deck mm-hmm. with all the Sagittarons. And Hilo. That's, a, that's a new thing. We we learned that there's a, a whole bunch of uh, people who were originally from the Sagittarian colony, uh, and again, like people are, like there. We we've talked before about how they're really clinging to like colonial law and mm-hmm. like the idea of the colonies. Well, they're really like even harder. They're clinging to their colonial identity, and so yeah. there's a whole bunch of refugees from originally from Sagittarian that have found their way onto Galactica. And we already know that the the hangar deck where the, they're stashing the people, um, it's pretty full. Uh, it's pretty crowded with people. And it's Hilo's job to find room for even more of them. Uh, but luckily for him, uh, some of them show up sick and are probably going to die. God. <laughs> that Which, scene. How many times have we said how like prescient this show is and how like mm-hmm. the exact time that we're watching through it just feels a little bit too real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as we're uh, not you know, only knock on, knock on wood as we're coming to, you know, hopefully like somewhere near the end uh, mm-hmm. of our own you know, mass uh, outbreak of God. sickness. Uh, here we are on the Galactica, people getting sick. And touching their mouths, all of them, all and of them with their hands and all not over only, their face. I want to out, not only is there a, a disease spreading rapidly through a population, but there's also a very large contingent who are refusing medical help and or vaccination. <laughs> it's yep. so real! Why is it so real? I don't know, but it feels bad. It feels bad, man. Uh, it really does! I am really glad that this episode wasn't like six months ago. Oh, because, God. Because, like, you know... I mean, it could have been. Yeah. Correct, which is why I'm very glad that it wasn't. <laughs> this is my point well, exactly. Like if we started this podcast yeah. six months earlier. <laughs> exactly. That's true. But then we would have totally blown the uh, the the Bastille Day connection. Yeah, and yeah. that's more important than... That was the most important. Mm-hmm. Really, the, the whole podcast was just so we could do that. <laughs> worth worth it, if you ask worth me. It. We're, we're coming almost, back around. I know. We're almost a full year into this. It's crazy. What? I know. It's wild. So, yeah, it's we, we learn... We we already knew a little bit about the Sagittarians because that's where Tom Zarek is from and also where Dee is from. Mm-hmm. And we know that uh, Sagittarians, uh, at least from you know the, the brief uh, exposure that we've gotten, uh, are a, a people of passionate belief uh, <laughs> who will, will very vocally and sometimes violently uh, stand up for that belief. But what we didn't know... Well, we we got a sense from that episode that Sagittarians are kind of looked down on by the the rest of the the colonies, but we really see it here. Mm-hmm. Basically, like Sagittarians are like, you know, we take it back a you know 
150 years or so. I don't know the exact timeline, but like they're you know, they're the Italian immigrants in America. <laughs> yeah. Hey when, yo, whoa, wait. <laughs> or you be know, pick any immigrant population in America any point in time. Uh, let's not pick on the Italians, but like you, really any anyone that would be labeled as other in this mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. like. That's them. Like, they're just constantly shit on. They've got their, oh, they've got their weird beliefs, and oh, we don't like, oh, they smell, and like, oh. They blah, carry blah. disease. Mm-hmm. They're superstitious, and, you know, it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. But there is a, there, there's some interesting uh, grounding to it. I mean, they, they are a deeply religious people. They have their, their beliefs. They don't believe in, uh, in. Miracles. In, what do you believe? Miracles. <laughs> um, they don't believe in medicine. They don't believe in doctors. And so when some of them come on board sick, the, the doctor, Dr. Jerry Springer, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it immediately tries to you know, start helping them. And he, he, he diagnoses one of them with something called Melorax sickness, which is a very quick diagnosis for someone who basically has like a cough and maybe a fever. Uh, he kind of looks in his throat. He's like, yep, it's Melorac. Yeah, that's a good point. That sounds like he made that up it, on it the really spot. It really does. Yeah. But like nobody questions it. Oh yeah, Me- oh Melorac. That's that's mm-hmm. that's that's bad. Like we don't want to mess with Melorac. <laughs> Jack. So Melorac sounds like a like a rejected Space Ghost villain. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and so we you know, we get this introduction to like here's this group of people. They have these, you know, this uh, long-standing, deep shared tradition and customs and whatnot. Uh, we know that our, our old pal D was from Sagittarius, so she has a connection to them, some some sort. But you know, she got away from that. Uh, and here they are. They they've brought potentially an infectious disease onto the Galactica as refugees. Not you know, obviously not maliciously, mm-hmm. but that that sets the stage for. Some bad times, specifically for our guy Hilo, who has to manage, you know, keeping the peace in Dogsville, uh, which is a really weird, like, honestly, kind of offensive name for uh, a place where you're keeping a bunch of refugees. Because that, to me, implies that you're referring to people as dogs, which uh, it should be. Don't like insult a dogs like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, dogs are awesome. And mm-hmm. they're very good. Like, you're insulting dogs by trying to say that. that a slum of people is is dogish, but it, yeah. Go on, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, and it's not that it would be okay if it were only Sagittarians down there, but it's it's not only. So like the Capricans who might show up, right, are also part of Dogsville. Then, mm-hmm. so it's just you know, yeah. That's the other thing. So we don't know. I mean, we hear reference to people from PyCon in this episode, and obviously we know that the other nine colonies exist. <clears throat> but this one is very much the a, a, like, strict dichotomy, like opposite ends of the spectrum of the Sagittarians who are, like, the lowest of the low, everybody hates the Sagittarians, and the Capricans who are, like, the, like... The wealthy colony, the wealthy. We're number the, one. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. number one. It's there. There is an extreme uh, level of prejudice coming specifically from the Capricans, uh, who we really start to see that a lot of the Galactica crew are are Capricans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's even uh, that 
one point Ty even says like, uh, you know, Mike's Mike's good. He's a Capricorn. He's one of us. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Mike being Doctor Robert, who we learn is a civilian doctor. So, you know, while we uh, previously thought that maybe Doctor Cottle was the only doctor in the fleet, it turns out there was at least one other doctor. Which is good when you have, you know, 40-some-odd thousand people Hmm. uh, having one doctor that has to fly around every ship. Uh, That would be exhausting. That's not a a sustainable practice for anyone. Um, You know, two is still not really good enough, but... (laughs) It's better than one. One might say it's twice as many. (laughs) (laughs) You might say that. And uh, we do. Okay, we'll be back down to one soon enough. (laughs) Um, We do do learn that... uh, this uh, Dr. Robert, who we're just meeting now, uh, was also on New Caprica. He uh, was part of the uh, the medical practice there, and you know he treated he treated all sorts of patients. And you know people you know, you know sometimes people die, sometimes people live, and they you know that's just part of the deal. But you know he treats everyone fairly, and that's the end of the story. And you know episode over. That's not. We have multiple Dreda's contacts, so we're going to go ahead and jump to a safer location away from Dr. Robert (laughs) and figure out what the fuck's going on down there. And we'll be back once we do. Or I guess we'll talk. I don't know. I'm sleepy. (laughs) Make the ads go. We'll we'll see on the other side. Please start the ads. Don't tell me what to do. Please start the ads, please. I'm so tired. Hey, y'all. And then I... I just do. Present of the podcast, Andrea here. <laughs> That's right. Hey, y'all. Present of the podcast, Andrea here. And I want to tell you about a couple of Night Shift Radio shows that we think you're really going to love. First up is a little podcast called Left of the Dial, featuring a couple of familiar voices. Every week, your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy, huh? talk about a different record they love. They also have really incredible guests on all the time. Uh, for example, a recent episode features Max Collins from Eve 6, King of Twitter, and a special surprise co-host... It's me. I'm the surprise co-host. Focusing on new and independent music, Left of the Dial is a great way to find your new favorite band. And I'd also like to recommend the Superpod HeroCast. You looking for something heroic in your life? Go check out our friends at the Superpod HeroCast. They're guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Every episode goes in depth with a different superhero movie. Classic of modern cinema, certified stinker, it doesn't matter. If it's a superhero movie, they're going to talk about it. You start with a little bit of comedy, add in some film analysis, and finish it off with a heaping dose of geekery. You've got the Superpod Hero Cast. Doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a 20th level nerd. Download their latest episode, grab a beverage, and enjoy the fun. The Superpod Hero Cast. Be heroic. And of course, you can find these and all of our other great shows at nsrad.io. Because it's rad. And it's like radio. And so there we were. Hold up in this quarry when Batman came nose in her. Wait. Huh? Uh, <laughs> It was a big rock. It was a big rock. Uh, so we, we've set the stage. We know that uh, you know, there, there are whole, there's a whole lot of humanity crammed into a, a you know, crowded space on a hangar deck on the Galactica. We know that Hilo's in charge. We know that there's a doctor named Mike Roberts who we've just met and who is definitely not played by Jerry Springer. <laughs> but he could be. But he could be. And we know that there's a sickness that he you know, very quickly diagnosed. Uh, and we know that the the sickness seems to be isolated primarily amongst the Sagittarians, uh, who conveniently uh, don't accept modern medicine mm-hmm. and don't want his help. And he's ah, to hell with y'all anyway. You can die. 
But it turns out metlorax sickness has a very simple cure as long as you catch it in time. You know, within a couple yeah. days of uh, of you know symptoms showing, you know this bitamucin, which sounds like like a you know a bad cough medicine. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like if you took Pepto Bismol and Metamucil and mixed them together. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't recommend. I, no. <laughs> It'll, it'll it'll calm your your stomach and uh, help you go mm-hmm. get that fiber. Oh, maybe I do recommend it then. <laughs> what would happen if you took like, cancel each other and, out? Yeah, and you'd nev- you just have normal poop for like- it'll it'll taste real bad. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so this show ain't right. <laughs> Look, the problem is people start dying. Like they do, like a lot. Like, but specifically, Sagittarians start dying. Hmm. Yeah. And there's and well, limited medication. And so, like, we need to ration this. But, like, conveniently, members of Galactica crew are just getting immunized and left and right. And, like, you know, Hilo hmm. gets it. And Hilo and Sharon's daughter get sick. And, you know, the doctor makes sure to take care of her. Um, but, like, Sagittarians just keep dying. Well, it's because and, they're superstitious and they get to him too late, and yeah. so it's their fault, really. It's really their fault. Interesting. It's yeah. it's really weird that the the people who are like superstitious and don't believe in medicine and, and wait way too long go to him as soon as they start showing symptoms, mm-hmm. and somehow they still die. Well, it was too late. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. It's really it's really weird. It varies, Caleb. It's not the same for everybody. And there's a there's a woman named Mrs. King. The woman, her, King. The King. woman, King. There it is. So that's a, that's another thing that I always forget about this episode. You know, besides its existence, I mostly forget <laughs> yeah. about its existence. But I love the the wordplay. The episode is mm-hmm. called "The Woman King," which whenever I read that, I think it's about Rosalind because it seems like it should be right. Oh yeah, right? yeah. it should be the, the woman yeah. king uh, because she's she's yeah you know, she's the king of my heart. I can't right. tell you what I think, Caleb, because it's a spoiler. Oh shit. So remind me later, like <laughs> remind me like halfway through season four to tell you what I always think of when I see the title of this episode. <laughs> but when it's actually spoken, because this line is spoken They've in the episode heard. by Hilo, there's a comma. Commas are great. Commas are <laughs> commas are one of the one of the few good things about language. Um, <laughs> okay. No, I agree. The woman, King. King. Mrs. King. Uh, the woman. Her son is the first one that we see sick, and mm-hmm. she says like he he had been sick for less than less than twelve hours. I think it's a very mm-hmm. short period of time uh, when they brought him on board, and yet he's the first to die. And first in, first out. You know that's how yeah. it works. That is <laughs> exactly how it works. Uh, and Doctor Robert insists, you know, he, he was way too late. He was at least three days symptomatic, and these superstitious, you know, backwater, you know, assholes. They just, they don't like. They don't, uh, you know, fuck them. They don't want help. They they don't need it. But that's not the case. And we start to see some really odd inconsistencies where, you know, there's an old man that you know, Doctor Robert. Claims that you know he wandered by him while he was sleeping and saw that he was you know he he was he was coughing his head off and you know he was symptomatic so he he treated him but the guy still died anyway without consent mm-hmm. without also. consent this which is, uh, which is another problem mm-hmm. this guy's already like kind of a shitbag already a very questionable doctor mm-hmm. 
uh, with, with, you know, I, I feel like he's, he's just asking for a malpractice suit <laughs> and we know that, uh, that court cases happen in this mm-hmm. universe because we know still it's looming. It hasn't happened yet, but we know that guys Baltar is going to get a court case. I just uh, realized that implies that there will be a lawyer, except there's no way in hell Baltar wouldn't be representing himself, even if <laughs> even if the court system were one to one to our our universe, you know, like so there's no way that he wouldn't. Oh, or maybe six. Wait, maybe it's head anyway. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's it's Baltar. Head six is his lawyer. <laughs> it's like she it's, said. It's Baltar. Baltar represents himself. Um, but it's it's like that episode of the IT crowd when Matt Barry uh represents himself and he he spends his entire time preparing his case. Uh, making a suit out of three other suits. Yeah, that sounds like ball time. <laughs> Caleb, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Andy, oh come on, get God. down. That's get down. So good. You're just, you're in the way. Come on. How dare you? My oh, friend. God, my, my brain just wandered to like, we should do an IT crowd podcast. <laughs> oh, no. God damn it. No. Focus. Fix, um, finish this one first. Finish, finish something. Um, For once in your life. God. For once in my life. So... Our boy Hilo is starting to notice some some inconsistencies, but it it really it takes some nudging from Mrs. King to say like, "Hey, Who? the woman King King." Oh, <laughs> she says, "I brought my boy to him, and he killed him." Like you, and Hilo's like, "No, we waited too long. You, he didn't he didn't have the treatment." He's like, no, like. He was sick, and I didn't know what else to do. And people warned me about this guy, but I brought him. I brought my son to him anyway, and he killed him. It's so and funny because Hilo, she goes, "He's dead because I made a mistake." And Hilo's so relieved. He's like, "Yes, good. He's like, yes, good. Mm-hmm. Now you can warn everybody else." My sweet dumb Hilo, oh, who Hilo. really thought that that's what she was coming to tell him. That well, and again, it's it's. <laughs> The like the power and the like destructive influence of prejudice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people's assumptions that like you know these people are dying because they don't want help they right. they don't want our help they don't believe they're superstitious let them let, you know like fuck it fuck them let them rot mm-hmm. but like they are reaching out for help they're they're desperate and they're saying like okay like against our beliefs like please help us and yet they're dying anyway. And she makes that point, you know, she's like, they, they warned me about it. And he's like, who, what, who warned you, who, how? Hilo, poor Hilo. I know. <laughs> but the seed has been planted. And so, like, he starts to see these things, these connections. Like, he sees more and more people dying and realizes that it's only Sagittarians dying. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird enough that the Sagittarians are actually going to the doctor for help. But it's only the Sagittarians that are dying, and he tries to raise the, the the point with the you know the 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 senior leadership. I'm seeing very uh, I'm seeing some parallels to my own life right now. <laughs> he, he tries to try to raise uh, some concerns with the senior leadership, and like it's fine. Like don't you don't you speak ill of him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and and that's that's very true. Like he he gets together with uh, with Ty and Coddle and Adama. Uh, and you know, Ty, of course, is is uh, buddy buddy with him because he f- he treated Ty's eye after he got out of uh, uh, That's right. Cylon jail. Drinking and, buddies. <laughs> and uh, Coddle, you know, has served with this guy apparently, or, or has doctored with this guy for for a long time, and 
you know, stands up for him. And so they're both just like, don't you sully that man's good name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's interesting because it's also, it's another kind of prejudice happening there because uh, Ty is so dismissive mm-hmm. of Hilo's so concerns. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if it had been, I don't, maybe Lee's not a good example, but if it had been, I, I don't know, anybody else. If anybody been, but that Cylon lover. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, even that, there's even that... Uh, <laughs> That great after scene after uh, when Hilo's dismissed from from the 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 meeting there and he's walking down the hall and Ty falls into Agathon mm-hmm. and you know get, basically gets on his shit some more mm-hmm. and fucking Hilo clocks him. <laughs> yes, Ty's Ty can't coming stop too. getting punched in the face. <laughs> Does anyone get punched in the face more on this show than Colonel Ty? I don't think so. I don't think so. I and it's you... always by a subordinate. Too. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day that, like, Adama punched him in the face, because it's got to come from above at some I, point. Right? <laughs> That's one of these days. And, like, one tie. of these days, Ty. Straight <laughs> to the, the moon. moon. Straight to the moon, Saul. <laughs> um, Ty's response to that is kind of great, though. He's like, ah, so you do give a frack. <laughs> yep. And, like... Everyone is really shitty, really dismissive of Hilo. No one like no one wants to believe that the that they're golfing buddy. You know, like that this this uh, I mean, let's call it what it is. This club of old white men who mm-hmm. are like in positions of authority. None of them want to yep. believe anything could possibly be bad about the others. And so they protect one another. Uh that's I think one of so far one of my favorite real world par- parallels yeah. in mm-hmm. this show. Like this old old boys club, like they protect yeah. one another, and they're not going to hear a goddamn word about one of their own. Now, before we get too far away from this, I do want to point out that there's a marine that responds to Hilo uh, clocking Ty right in the face with the most Caleb Coy attitude I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't remember. So he he sees it happen, and he kind of runs and gets it between them, and then looks, and he's like. You know what? Best not to get involved. He just backs off. I missed that. Yeah. No, it's, he just, he gets in there and he's just like, you know what? Actually, go good. actually well, fuck this. Best not to get involved. Exactly. Exactly. But you know what? That, uh, that particular mantra has kept me safe for a long time. <laughs> Hasn't killed you yet. You Hasn't go. killed me yet. Hasn't gotten me involved when my neighbors get the cops called on them. <laughs> So Hilo is determined now. Like he he just feels it in his gut. Like he goes full on detective, which I kind of love because I don't think Hilo's qualified for this. No. <laughs> he's he's like borderline fucking uh Charlie Kelly. <laughs> I want a deleted scene where he's got the, the cork board in his quarters With and the, the string and the yeah. And he gets and his like, hands tangled Sharon, in like a cat, though. It's not even, this guy, he's it's, dead. No. No, Hilo. He's very much alive. Oh, my God. How does my marriage survive this podcast? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Hilo is, uh, he's convinced and he, like, he, he really like, he, he goes full rogue and starts doing some digging on his own. He goes to, uh, goes to 
quote unquote, see the doctor one night. It's late at night. Nobody's in the in the sick bay, and he goes rummaging around through the files, and he happens to find some clearly labeled medical records from New Caprica, which is so convenient, so so convenient that they just happen to have. Perfectly kept records yeah, from, from that, <laughs> that place they escaped in a real fucking hurry, but they made sure to keep all the medical records. That Galactica wasn't there for, so, like, it's not like, it's, oh, like, Galactica yeah. was on the planet, so they just had the records already. Like, no, that was a fucking tent. So, all right. So <laughs> Well, okay, but you know what, though? It, if in our current society we were facing a situation where we had to evacuate the planet... I guarantee my you. Pogs. What? Pogs? This is what we're saving. My pogs. Your po- no. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're absolutely saving your I pogs. I guarantee you the insurance companies would save all the medical yeah. records because they need to know who to bill. That's oh, true. Oh, my God. So, mm-hmm. Our society's so broken. Silence, please come. <laughs> although it does it does seem like they have universal health care. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen anybody. No, no one's gotten a bill yet that we're aware yeah. of. I saw uh, an article recently about the um this is it's all like speculative it's is future it's not not like you know or an imminent threat but about a, a future where people have sex robots that could be potentially hacked remotely to murder them <laughs> like, wow. really we deserve the silence right <laughs> yep <laughs> just, we, yeah that's basically six right like caprica yes <laughs> Murder a sex robot. I mean, I'm, listen, yeah, listen, yeah, listen, listen. But like, okay, yeah, I'm all like, right with it. Yeah, no, that we all got to go sometime. Murder you know? a sex robot. Like, that is, and it, you know, we all got to go sometime. Go, and it might as well be six. Mm-hmm. Look, if you're gonna go, go doing what you love. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, Hilo sees amongst the, the medical records that uh, Dr. Robert treated a whole bunch of patients down on New Caprica, but he, he, kept, he kept a good deal of them alive, unless they were Sagittarian, in which case they had about a 90% mortality rate. That's As high. A, that's a very high mortality so rate. why didn't he lie in his records? Like... <laughs> Like that's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna commit crimes, don't write them down. Uh Um, I guess though, it kind of shows a generous way to read that that isn't a fault of the writing is that it shows how little regard they had for the Sagittarians in general. That he wasn't worried about anybody looking into it to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Like who gives a shit? Absolutely. That that I think is uh, hitting it right on the head. Like nobody cares. Like they care so little yeah. about well, even, the Sagittarians. And and even like, you know, when Hilo's making this case and he's like, you know, people are dying under his care, and Coddle's like, people die under my care all the time. It's part of the job. He says every every day, day he says. People die under my care Coddle's every day. Patients are dying every day. That's that <laughs> seems bad. That's bad, Coddle. That's that's not like you don't brag about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's doing some fantastic eyebrow acting in this episode, and I don't know if he always does, and I'm just noticing it for the first time. But they are all over the place. And so, like you know, you know how much I love Doc Cottle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Doc Cottle has his moment in this episode where, like, Oof. he he sees Hilo going through the the medical records and he's like, "What are you doing?" And Hilo's like, "Look at this, like." Please, like, observe the math. Like, this is raw data. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 
twelve percent of PyCon's uh, you know uh, mortality rate, like nine percent mortality rate in Capricans, like ninety percent in Sagittarians. Like something is wrong here. Like even if even if it's not malicious, like there is something wrong here. Mm-hmm. Just look at the numbers, and Coddle has a full on freak out. Like, no, like you get out of here. Like that's a good man. And like I checked his the, the blood work myself, and that that man died of malarac and had bitamucin in his system. And like you get out of here. Like basically, like shoes him out with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> get off my lawn, Hilo. <laughs> And Hilo's like, you know, like you, you tell me, like you look at these numbers, you, you like make it make sense. If you make it right. make sense, I'll drop it. And, you know, uh, that's when Kyle tells him, like, you know, I, I checked it myself and it was fine. So get the fuck out of here. Uh, Which at that point I was, so I'd been sure up until this point that Bruce was the, like, was doing it on purpose, but I trust Coddle. Or I've had no reason not to. That when mm-hmm. he said that, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I wonder what's going on because mm-hmm. apparently there's been a mucin in a system. He checked, so yeah. Then you know, but I knew there had to be something. But then, and so like Hilo is, his gut tells him don't drop it. But like you know, at this point he's, he's but his wife tells him drop it. His <laughs> wife tells him drop it, uh, and. That actually, like, it brings up a, a really great, interesting kind of subplot where, you know, we have this whole group of people who are otherized uh, in uh, amongst uh, colonial society. But we've already also talked about how Sharon is just in a constant everyday fight mm-hmm. to be accepted, even like the bare minimum of a minimum of acceptance. Uh, and she constantly feels the weight of that, that judgment and that, uh, you know, that prejudice against her. And she kind of lashes out at Hilo, like, look, why are you defending them? Like, I deal with this every day. Like, l- let it go. And he's like, I can't. And he, he gets a little bit nasty when he's like, I, I don't want to be known as just the guy who married the Cylon. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's not my personality. I'm here. Like, I see a problem and I see, you know, a people being wronged and I want to stand up for them. And it makes my heart swell for heal of the himbo uh because he really like he's trying so hard and i love him for it i really Mm do yeah he's Mm -hmm. he's but uh he he hears that d got sick (laughs) the way that d wandered into the this area like first of all like she doesn't go see coddle because she you know she thinks he's you know half blind and would would fuck up like which she doesn't go see him because she doesn't trust him not because of like prejudice but because she thinks like he's too old and can't actually do his job is that something we've heard about coddle at all up until this point no no but that might be why people are dying that's a good point that's you know what nearsighted old bastard <laughs> but it's it's important to to note here if we haven't already that d is uh sagittarian mm-hmm. d is sagittarian so she she notes you know i've got more reason to hate them than you do you know i grew up there but you know, she's you know, she's obviously she's joined the fleet she she seems to be oh, oh, oh. Oh, I even hate to say that, but she's a more progressive Sagittarius. I'm like, eh, whatever, bullshit terms. But she she starts to feel not so good, and she goes down to see Doctor Robert, and she's like, I heard you got some of that, uh, some of that, <laughs> that bit of mucin. 
it's like it's like a weird Dave Chappelle sketch, you know. Like I can't get can I get some of that that there uh, that bit of, bit of mucin? Uh, she's like scratching her junkie itch, but like she's she's obviously ill. Mm-hmm. She's she's very ill. She's not doing well. But like the delivery of the line is is, is where I find the joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and you know. Dr. Rob is like, mm, yeah, sure, I'll give you medicine. Uh, and he, he gives her a shot. And Hilo hears about her being down there. He's like, mm, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, nope. nope. Uh, look, you've been killing people for at least like a week now, but I'm going to put a stop to like this one person that I know. You can't go killing people I know. Yeah. That's different. I also love that like as he's getting ready to go down there, um, you know, Sharon's like, like dude let it go and he's like it's d and she's like he ha- she has a husband mm-hmm. <laughs> like the fuck <laughs> the fuck does that have to do with anything what is what is lee gonna do i know first of all Lee's like d's in trouble cap. where's where's kara where's kara yeah. <laughs> but Wait, yes he's d's in trouble cap. did I, did i send her to rescue kara yeah, no 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 well, well, let's do that <laughs> not my problem oh my god uh, although from what little we we have seen in the last episode or two, you know they they D and Lee seem to have patched things up pretty well. Like, you know, they, they seem to be they they seem to be doing okay. Like there's still obviously some. some They're not going to murder each other in the next twenty minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's still those weird, awkward, like over the shoulder, like while they're hugging each other, like. Over the like God. shoulder, Lee is staring at uh, at Kara, who's at the bar, pretending to pay attention to her her drink or whatever. You know, it's it's still weird. It's weird. Let's be real. It's weird. But Lee's uh, Lee's not around. He he's not there to help. Uh, he's flying the wife. cap, and so Hilo feels that it's his response. Like, come on, come on, Sharon. It's D. <laughs> it's it's, it's Duala. We have to help. So he goes down. And he's storming through this little like hospital mm-hmm. pop up. Like, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> where is she? Like, oh my good. god! Oh my god! I want a uh, a remake of Batman, but with Tamil Pemmican. As I would love that <laughs> as Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> would watch. I, I do. That. I do like the 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 delivery Hilo has when he he finally gets D and, and he. He's, you know, trying to get her out of there and get her to coddle and, and Robert gets in the way and and Hilo essentially fucking barks at him like a bulldog. Like the delivery. Yeah, he is it's, done. It's like he is pissed. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's very much like a, an angry dog delivery of I forget what the well, line is, but he like, you know, lunges forward and like snaps at him and it's like he's mayor of Dogsville. What did you? Well, <laughs> you're not wrong. And he's like, yeah, she's coming with me. And he's like, I'm taking her to college. You poisoned her. I'm taking her to college. And Dee's just like, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. She's been drugged. She's been sedated. She's been she's, drugged. So she's like, oh. And he he genuinely thinks that she's dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the twist. What a twist. twist is like. What a know, twist. <laughs> Coddle does show up. And he, he does check on her and realizes that, like, she's okay. She's She's going to be fine. She's just sedated. Uh, but but it's because you know she's one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. It turns out that that Coddle hadn't actually done the blood, blood he work. Lied. He just he lied. I can't he believe lied. he lied. I, I mean, and just just last week we were saying that he was the only character on this show with a, a solid moral compass uh-huh. and integrity, and now he's fucking lying to, not to not just to Hilo but to us. Uh, that's that's to, to, what directly really, to our faces. That's right. 
and I'm. I am dis. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm mad and I I'm feel disappointed. Betrayed. Yep. Although betrayed. the fact that he did go back and check, like he said, "No, Hilo, I checked. Here's me telling a lie." But in the back of his head, he was like, mm, "I'm gonna have to look into that." You know, like he yeah. did file that away. I do. I, I love that about him because, like, when he was called on it. Uh, he, you know, he he told the lie to cover for his friend, but then he realized, like, shit, mm-hmm. I didn't do what I said that I did. I didn't do my deal, due diligence because I trusted my friend. Mm-hmm. Hilo has a point. I'm not going to tell him just yet that he <laughs> right. has a point, but he has a point. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go back and check the, the the data. And he realizes, like, that that young man had no uh, bitamucin in his system. In fact, he had uh, a poison. He was poisoned. And, you know, I love that, you know, Dr. Robert tries to, to protest and even Saul Tai, who yeah. was defending him this whole time, shut the frack up. Yeah. <laughs> I love this scene so much. Yeah. I, I am glad that the real that vindication they, for Hilo that like once there was actual evidence, they did finally come around and be like, OK, actually, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And because because realistically, what would have happened in the real world is they would have continued to stand up for him and make excuses for him. Yeah. And cover it up. Yeah. Cover it up. And and he would have gotten a a sick pension and would have retired in luxury. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But even I know last week we we raised the question, is there the uh, Hippocratic Oath in in the Battlestar universe? Mm -hmm. And and Cottle even straight up says, like, whatever happened to do no Mm -hmm. harm. Uh, That's yeah. And like. Cuddle. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. What happened? Doctor Robert just skimmed that part and read "do harm" and went, "Got, <laughs> Got it. it. Do harm. Can do. <laughs> Easy mode." Um, <laughs> and, you know, and Cotto's like, you know, I, I defended him and like I wanted to believe, but no, like in that this is where you know Cotto's moral compass comes back. Like, yeah, he was standing up for his friend, but in the end, you know, he he does remember that like, you know, the patients come first and. You know, he suddenly remembers that he doesn't care if they're Sagittarian or Picon or Cylon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he treats people, and so like you know, Cottle has a has a, has a stumble, mm-hmm. but I still love him. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Ty has this moment where he's like, uh, you know, Robert's like, you know, look, I intervene because someone has to make the tough choices here. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because look at them. They're going to destroy themselves anyway. Look at look at them. They're like worms crawling on a hot rock. Remember what you used to say, Saul? Aside from a Cylon, is there anything you hate more than a Sagittarian? And Ty's like, I'll tell you what I hate, Mike. Be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was good. That should be my quote. Oh, it's that's such a great line. He's like, Captain Agathon, arrest this son of a bitch. (laughs) Gag him if you have to. Because you know Robert talks way too much. They let him talk way too much. Oh yeah. Uh, You know. It, like Hilo should have taken you know the lesson that he learned from shutting Ty up earlier mm-hmm. and <laughs> applied it to Robert here and just fucking punched him. Someone should have clocked that doctor Some, right in the face. Yep. Someone should have punched him. That would have been really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, go on. Yeah, we we did skip over a part that happened earlier in the episode that I think is important to talk about because I feel like it's going to be important uh, later. Oh, oh, oh. Rosalind and Rosalind uh, and Zarek. It seems like that's the only reason that that's there, so that we don't forget when it comes yeah. up in a. Because we haven't seen so, Zarek in a minute. So, so of course that's they're true. talking about Baltar's trial, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Zarek is like, "Don't do this. Don't give him this trial. You're going to have 
chaos and you're going to have a hurricane. It's going to rock you. Um, you know, the the fleet will shut down. Work will stop. It'll be mayhem. Dogs and cats living together. Uh, you know, whatever else. And And he recommends that she declare martial law during the trial. Mm, that works out really well. Yeah. We know we, how martial law, martial law goes. So. Wait, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? Why would uh, we know how martial law goes? Oh, you're right. I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you tell him? I didn't tell him. <laughs> no, I didn't fucking tell him. Yeah, I didn't fucking tell him. Wait, what happened what? while I was huh? out, Saul? No, nothing. <laughs> what? Well, I fracked up real good, Bill. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's fine. We all frack up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, so he leaves, and uh, and Rosalind's a little. Uh, she's not sure what to make of that. She's like, he's. I've never seen him like that before. He was genuinely scared. Yeah, it is odd. Like the whole. I thought it was a. Like, I to me, or maybe not to me. If I'm imagining being somebody who's part of the the colonial fleet at this point i wouldn't expect baltar's trial to go well and i wouldn't expect like i would expect that the citizens would be against him and mm -hmm. that the trial would go poorly for him so mm -hmm. where is all this mayhem and madness coming from uh, people always assume that like any kind of big deal trial like that is going to cause all sorts of sensationalism um it's just so odd though i don't know um, but there's, uh, there's one last little bit where, you know, we have a, a brief wrap up, uh, between Hilo and the Admiral where the, you know, the Admiral had been, uh, another one who was very dismissive and angry at Hilo for, uh, raising his concerns. Uh, and the Admiral summons Hilo to his, uh, to his quarters. Uh, and, you know, he tells him, you know, that there's hate and there's allowing hate. Two sides of the same coin. We're guilty of both. Somewhere we got lost. You being the lone voice in the wilderness, we were bound to stay that way for a while. <laughs> this is my ship, and I owe you an apology. And he says, that's not necessary, sir. All the same, you still have it. <laughs> That'll be all, Captain. But, but... But I don't. I don't know if if y'all saw this, but once again, uh, the transcript tells me that there's a deleted scene huh? of Hilo confessing to the admiral to killing mm -hmm. the Cylon prisoners. What? No. What? To reversing the air purification system and suffocating them. Uh, no, we didn't no. get that. And so um, <clears throat> Adama says, "Are you sure you want to have this conversation, Captain?" And Hilo says, "Yes, sir." And apparently that's it. Huh. Wow. Yeah, we didn't get that one. We just got, uh, we got Hilo stop and, and like after he's dismissed, stop and take a second and turn and face Adama. And Adama kind of looks up and then Hilo just salutes and walks away. Same. Same. Yeah. Wow. So apparently there was a deleted scene where Hilo decides to come clean about that. I mean, fuck it. Of course it was him. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, we, all, we all knew it. Who doesn't they... believe it was him? But right. like... This is our, uh, apparently, our confirmation of what we all knew to be true. Mm -hmm. So, like, congratulations. Like, the the truth is true. Facts are real. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. In other news, water is wet. Mm -hmm. In other news. So, uh, Andrew, you know, oh, sorry. Kitsy, go ahead. 
So, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I was just going to say, like, this is another episode where I'm just like, we could have done without this one. Like, it was, it wasn't a bad episode by any means, but it really didn't advance the story much at all. It doesn't. It it felt like kind of a, a filler. Yeah. It gives us it, it it gives us more of the tension amongst the fleet, but doesn't necessarily do anything for the story. I think yeah. there are episodes that feel sometimes the show does a thing where it pauses on the main storyline and we get to drill down on some like small piece of what the humans have been dealing with, you know, long before we ever joined them. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that that's what's going on with this episode. And this one I liked so much more than Black Market or the other one that I hate, the boxing, boxing one. one. Yeah. Unfinished yeah. Business. Unfinished Business, yeah. Um, <clears throat> because those two felt like creating conflict for the sake of conflict in an episode that didn't have to add anything branching to like the already existing storyline as opposed to this, which really to me felt like slowing down to dig into something to develop some tensions and um, sort of add more yeah. depth to the, to the show, yeah. to the show's universe. So I'm okay <laughs> with that. It also reminded me um, just like structurally, I think I was, I was saying it's like a, it's almost like an X-Files, like monster of the week kind of thing. Oh yeah. Where we oh, get this yeah. like contained and those are always my favorite X-Files episodes. So I feel okay. And we who take was a, the monster? Well, uh, so here's the thing is that people think Frankenstein is the monster, but actually Frankenstein's the doctor, but actually, actually the, the doctor, doctor is, the is the monster. Mike Robert is the monster. He's, <laughs> That's he's, right. Fucking classic uh, serial killer uh, disguising himself as a, a, a yeah helper. Yeah, yeah. That, this is this is mm -hmm. a straight out of real life sort of scenario, mm -hmm. which makes it that much more unsettling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like this is a kind of thing that like could like does I shouldn't say could really happen does really happen. Oh, where absolutely. Medical professionals uh, use their their station and their their uh, role as healers to act out on their, their prejudices and it's mm -hmm. fucked up. Uh, and it's, it, it's an interesting uh, choice for the, the showrunners to include that kind of gritty reality in this mm -hmm. show. Uh, and like, as much as it's, it's unsettling, it's uncomforting, discomforting, disquieting. Uh, it also really does continue to ground the show, which is, very Absolutely. much a space opera. It mm -hmm. continues to ground it in a bizarre form of reality, uh, and so you know we we you know we don't get much of the the story advancing. So I'm curious to know if there are any uh, you know any changes to your your philosophy, your your theories, your thoughts. Uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the episode that you you now think that maybe Coddle uh, might be among the five. Does that was that influenced by this episode? Um, only in the the. Anytime somebody comes back, although, well, Coddle comes and goes, I guess. So that's not really, I tend to be like, so like Zarek showing up out of nowhere and we haven't seen him in a while makes me a little more suspicious because like why keep, you know, bringing him back if only so that to like keep him on our uh, radar, on our Dreadus. <laughs> um, and, and that's the same kind of thing I'm thinking with Coddle is that they've really worked to establish his character more and more as the seasons have gone on. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes me wonder if that's so we have more of a connection with him when the reveal happens. Interesting. But I don't think I've had any major shifts since last week. 
No, I don't I don't think so. I need a reveal. I need if they save all five for the fucking end of season four and you fuckers didn't tell me. I'm gonna Then it's be, entrapment. Then it's entrapment. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have six episodes left in this season. Holy we are, shit. We are rapidly approaching the oh end. Oh my god. And I kind of love that, like, as we've hit this kind of, like, fever pitch towards the end of the season, uh, they've really slowed the story down. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling, uh, and this is a genuine feeling because, again, as much as, as many times as mm-hmm. I've seen this, I don't remember a lot of what happens. I have a feeling it's going to pick up, pick back up uh, in a big way pretty soon. Uh, but I guess we're going to have to find out. And Ooh. in order to find out, we're going to have to spool up our FTL drives. Yeah. To jump to the next episode, and we will see you all there. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. So you have to say it, otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.